For a great cup of troll, there's one thing you should know Your morning brew can also be playful Buff boy brewing guys make the temperature rise And you surely feel naughty when you swallow our coffee If you want some real heat Give your mouth a fine treat You will want some more, rest assured Buff boy brewing, you can't get It's time for The Scribble, your weekly fix of celebrity chats, bizarre stories in the news, and basic random chatter with best-selling author and syndicated radio host, Jeremy Bradley. Make sure your seat is in the upright and locked position and your barf bag is securely in place. Here's Jeremy Bradley. Thank you very much, Larson. Jeremy Bradley here. This is The Scribble. Thanks for tuning in at thescribbleshow.com and on SoundCloud and iTunes. We've got a fun show for you today. I know it's uh, not even mid-November. It's uh, November 8th, but I think we're in the well, not in the home stretch of the Christmas season. We're just getting things started. So this is the thing. Typically, Americans get into Christmas hardcore after Thanksgiving, right? Well, that's the end of this month. In Canada, Thanksgiving was in the middle of October, so there's a little bit more time for Canada and then, you know, a little bit more snow, depending on, on where you are. But we're in the home stretch now, at least on our radio shows, of talking with all of the celebrities who are gearing up for some sort of a Christmas project. In the case of the podcast today, we have the Oak Ridge Boys who are preparing for their 30th anniversary Christmas tour. 30th annual Christmas tour. I'm only 37 years old, so they've been doing this almost my entire life. But, uh, you know, and they're... They're older gentlemen now, and they have all of the energy in the world. And so we'll be talking with one of the bandmates uh, in just a little bit. And speaking of old, but here's the deal. I am not mocking them one bit. Another old, or I guess the better word would be legendary celebrity, is John Cleese. And I loved him in Faulty Towers. I named my dog after his character on the show. And he was just in Winnipeg, my hometown, on Wednesday. I was invited as a media guest to check out the show, Fourth Row, by the way, I should point out. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm going to tell you about the John Cleese performance coming up, and also the Oak Ridge Boys will be joining us. It's a lot happening on the show today, and it all starts right after this. Who are the Kardashians feuding with now? What did that little thug Justin Bieber do this time? Who's getting hitched? And who's headed for Splitsville? Hear the latest celebrity news and gossip every day on Entertainment Wrap-Up. The good, the bad, the ugly, but mostly the ridiculously hilarious. It's all recapped in this daily segment at entertainmentwrapup.com. Have a laugh at the expense of the rich and famous when they take themselves way too seriously. It's three minutes of time-wasting fun at entertainmentwrapup.com. Check out Entertainment Wrap-Up at entertainmentwrapup.com. Brought to you by Speak Free Books. JB here back on The Scribble. I was just told to remind you that you should subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And I have said many times on this show that I hate doing things like that because it seems so desperate. You always see that at the end of a YouTube video. Remember, click the bell. Remember to subscribe. Leave a comment below. You know what? People know if they want to, they will. If they know how to get to YouTube and, you know, do all that kind of stuff, they know how to do it. So if you like the show, listen again. If you don't, 
don't you know I, was it Seth Myers the other day was talking about podcasts that like everybody's a podcaster nowadays so to me I mean yes I take this show seriously but you know we've got syndicated radio programming with like 300,000 listeners on multiple stations and celebrity guests and things like that so you know there's there's podcasts where you're sitting in your parents basement or in your apartment with Christmas lights in your bedroom behind you and then you know there's what we're doing which is sort of like a Sort of like a radio show. We, we kind of treat it like that anyway. You know that it's going to be about 30 minutes almost on the dot every week. And Anyway, okay. So, John Cleese, uh, legendary comedian. You know him from Monty Python, uh, Fish Called Wanda, Faulty Towers. He was in my hometown of Winnipeg, as I just said a moment ago. And we had been trying to get him on the radio shows for, I'm not kidding you, months. For months, we were trying to get him on the radio shows. And it was always, yeah, well, we haven't heard back yet. Oh, you know, we haven't heard back. And I said, well, get us in touch with his people. That's what we want to do. And ultimately, a couple of days before the show, it was a no. And so I, here's the thing, right? We don't take no for an answer because if we did, we certainly would never have the celebrity guests that we've had on our radio shows, right? I mean, no is what sort of catapults me to try even harder, it, professionally anyway. And so then, you know, we kind of were like, well, let's negotiate. Can we do a photo op? No, we can't do a photo op. Can we, you know, just do, um, can we do tickets to the show? Can we check it out, you know? And I, I mean, I thought about bringing in my dog, Basil, who, again, is the Faulty Towers namesake, uh, to, to do a photo op with the two of them. That would be the ultimate on our wish list. I mean, if we couldn't get a radio, a phone interview, you know, good luck getting a photo op with him and a dog. But uh, anyway, so we, we settled, and I'm using that in a polite way. We settled on tickets to the show, and so I went. Uh, with my brother, who is uh, a really, really big Monty Python fan, and me being the Faulty fan, uh, we, we made a night of it, and we went to go see the show on Wednesday in Winnipeg. And it is the funniest thing. Now, I mean, I'm going to tell you some parts of it, because, you know, he's just iconic. And and me talking about it doesn't do it justice, right? If, if he's coming to a city near you with this show, uh, Last Chance to See Me Before I Die... Check it out because it's hilarious. At the beginning, there's this like glorified introduction of him, and he comes out waving. Naturally, he gets a standing ovation, and then he walks to the center of the stage, and then walks right off. And then uh, on the screen, it comes up and it says intermission. And it's just the funniest thing. And then what he does is he says, you know, oh, I'm, people always come up to me and say, oh, I'm uh, John Cleese, I'm your biggest fan. I loved you in da 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 da. Right? Name insert project here, basically. And you know, I think it's I think you're hilarious. You're you're legendary or whatever. And so he said, okay, everybody, let's get this out of the way right now. I want just everybody just say it right now. And then on the, on the screen, it comes up. Oh, John Cleese, I'm your biggest fan. I loved you in da-da-da-da-da. And so, of course, he's putting up his hands. Oh, please, please. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then then it actually kind of takes a turn. Something to the effect of, like, you're a pompous, talentless, whatever. And, and so it's just it's very funny that, you know, the audience is instructed to, to sing his praise right at the beginning and then uh, very quickly turns on him. So that was it was a really funny opening to the show. And maybe just because I had two drinks uh, at that point, but... Anyway, so that's, you know, you're already laughing your ass off within the first five minutes. And it, it sort of works as a clip show, basically. He talks about some of the, I'll use the term, legendary or iconic scenes that they have. You know, the fish slapping one, and the, the really, really big guy, the really fat guy in the restaurant who starts throwing up and then explodes. Uh, then, of course, clips from Faulty. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that 
a lot of the people, I could hear the woman behind me who was like reciting lines word for word from Python, and I, I could do the same for Faulty. And when these are shows and, and scenes and, and skits and episodes that you, you grew up with and you know, and like I said, I've watched Faulty, I would say literally a uh, hundred times each episode, that you get the inside scoop behind the episode. Like, what went into it? Why was this written the way it was? How did this storyline come about? And so it's really cool because he, you know, he sort of paces back and forth on the stage or he sits on the stool and and he tells you all these stories and then you then he throws to the clip and you watch that and you have a laugh with him. And and, uh, and then there is an intermission and uh, throughout the show on the screen, it's asking you to send in your questions for him and, and he does take some questions. I don't know if any of them were from Winnipeg, but, you know, hopefully. And uh, in the second part of the show, he starts talking about how people just don't laugh as much anymore. And, you know, we've said that on this show. We say that when we have comedians on the show. And society is uptight, right? It's overly sensitive. And it's a problem. And so for him, he said, well, let's let's talk about some, let's talk about some uh, racist jokes and some, you know, let's talk about Germans and the French and the Jews and the Mexicans. And I don't know what's no, I don't know what's not threatening about it. Maybe because he's an 80-year-old man. His birthday, he said, was just uh, either a week or so ago. Um, or that you know who he is and you know that his comedy isn't meant to hurt, right? You you know that it's in, in good fun. It's in jest, perhaps. And I guess you're in a safe spot to laugh about things like that. And there are some jokes that he made that, you know, sort of got some gasps. But then he was able to connect as to why it's not funny. Why it's not funny when you say it this way, but if you do, like if you talk about curing a headache, that's not a big thing. But if you make the joke and you're about curing gonorrhea, there's something funny about that. And it was it was interesting because when we when we left the show, now again, I was several drinks in and my brother was driving and he's like, yeah, you know, that sort of gives some insight about comedy writing and kind of what you do. And, and then I started to chime in uh, earlier in the year when my aunt had died. I generally, when we have a family wedding or funeral or whatever it is i'm i'm having to MC, right i always have to do the speaking because i'm a public speaker and so i was asked to speak at my aunt's funeral and she was a very very sarcastic woman she loved faulty towers i know that and she just had that kind of sense of humor and so again i'm not a comedy writer i'm certainly not a comedian stand-up comic anything like that but when you're going up and you're telling jokes like again at a funeral that's you know delicate uh, situation but that's where you have to take a bunch of things into consideration and this is where my brother was starting to understand what Cleese was talking about, where, you know, I went up there and I opened with a joke about myself first. And then, because if you know her personality, if you know my aunt's personality, then you kind of get that she was silly. She was she had a sharp tongue on her. And so I was able to open up with telling a story, making make a joke about my cousin. Right. So I didn't go right in for the I was going to say going for the kill. Bad word at a funeral. She died of cancer. Uh, but I, I made the joke about myself. I made the joke about my cousin. And then I have the conversation about my cousin where she called me and she said, we want you to speak at the funeral. We want you to say some words. You know, it, there's only one person that we thought could do this justice. And I said, you want me to roast her? And she said, no, we already did that. She was cremated. And when I tell that joke to people, I say, that's how I opened it. People like, you know, gasped kind of exactly what Cleese was doing when he started to make the jokes about the Germans or the Jews or the French. And... But when you think about it, you've already laid that groundwork for, okay, this is going to be funny. This is, this is going to be a humorous speech or, or eulogy, whatever you want to call it. And so those were things that I took into consideration. And then I'm also going to be using the word little shit and little asshole, knowing that the priest is going to be in the front row of the chapel. 
But again, I've already gone, you know, five minutes or so into the, uh, I'll call it the routine, whatever. Uh, and so you kind of, people, you have that expectation now, right? And so again, when you know that that woman doesn't have, didn't have the cleanest mouth and would be, you know, sharp-tongued, it's sort of passable then because you know that that is what she said. She used to call us a little stinker when we were younger. Then she'd call us a little shit when we were a little bit older. And then a little asshole when we were in our 30s. So those were her words, right? I'm just, I'm just saying them again. And then I just happened to call one of my cousins a big asshole. That was kind of the joke without it. Anyway, so, so Cleese was, was very inspiring. And he did make a point to tell people that it's not Cleese. It is Cleese, like cheese, but with an L. And, uh, and my thanks to his folks there for, um, for giving us those uh, fourth row seats for the show. So thank you very much, John Cleese. Again, if he's coming to a city near you, definitely check it out. Now, also hopefully coming to a city near you is the Oak Ridge Boys. And the 30th, anniversary, or 30th annual Christmas tour is kicking off. And we'll be joined by one of the bandmates right after this. Isn't it crazy that you wait for payday, but before you know it, you're strapped for cash again. It's time to stop blowing your money and become a smart spender with the book, The Official Guide to Being an American Cheapskate at CheapskateBook.com. Learn simple ways to cut costs at home every day and during special times of the year. Don't go broke at Christmas. Don't remortgage the house for a fancy vacation. The book is filled with tips to save you money throughout the year. Check out the best-selling book, The Official Guide to Being an American Cheapskate at CheapskateBook.com or on Amazon and iTunes. Ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it? That's a load of crap. Speak Free with JB.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB and speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them too. Have a rant or a rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now. The Oak Ridge Boys are, uh, you know, I think, working harder than ever. I'm going to get the uh, true answer to this in just a moment. Richard Sturban is joining us now to talk about the band's new album and Christmas tour. Hi, Richard. Well, hi there, Jeremy. It's certainly my pleasure to talk to you and all your fine listeners out there. Well, thank you so much. And uh, it's a little early, but, you know, Merry Christmas to you. Well, you know, I know <laughs> it's a little early, but Merry Christmas to you as well. You know, uh, it's not that early for the Oak Ridge Boys because we've been rehearsing Christmas music, believe it or not, since about the middle of September. So, so we, we you yeah. know, this year we're kind of, you know, getting a, a, an early start on the Christmas season. Isn't it interesting, though, that it is a season, right? It's not just one day, and I think that's what makes it even more special is that it, it sort of encompasses, you know, two months for most people. Well, you're right about that, you know, and, and uh, you know, this year, believe it or not, is our 30, 30th annual right. Christmas tour. So we've been doing this for a long time, and, you know, it, it, it has become the biggest part of our year. You know, and like I told you, we've been rehearsing since September. Here, here coming up in just a few days, we're going to start doing it for real. And, you know, it's going to keep us busy almost every night right up until like the day before Christmas. So it's, you know, it's become a big part of our year every year. It really has. So you guys are sort of lucky because you get double the amount of Christmas memories. You have, you know, I mean, the band is family, right? But you have your actual families. And then you have all these memories that you guys have had for, you know, three decades on the road. Well, there's no doubt about that. 
that. You know, we, we, we do have two families. You know, I think one of the reasons the Oak Ridge Boys are so successful is because we have a special relationship between the four of us. You know, we're the best of friends, and, and, and we're very close-knit. You know, we're actually closer in a lot of ways than, than, than brothers, you know. So, so we have our family on the road, but yet family is also important to all of us. So we're, we, uh, our families at home are also extremely important to us, you know. And even though we do a Christmas tour every year, we always make it a point to make sure we actually home on Christmas Day and, and, and Christmas Eve even, so we can spend that time with our families at home. And I should just tell everybody, you've been with the group since mid seventies or so, right? I joined. I joined the Oak Ridge Boys in nineteen seventy-two. You know, so that's been uh, just what forty-seven years ago. That's hard to believe. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually back then. I was actually singing in a group called J.D. Sumner in the Stamps Quartet, and I was singing backup harmonies to Elvis. I actually sang with Elvis for about a year and a half just prior to joining the Oak Ridge Boys, and that certainly was an interesting period of time in my life, to say the least. You know what's interesting about groups from, from that era, and you know we don't see it much, is the longevity. And I see it more with country artists or, or you know country-adjacent groups, and not so much with the pop uh, genre nowadays. Do you, do you find that to be true? Well, you know, I think you're probably correct about that. I, I know I can main, primarily speak for the Oak Ridge Boys. I can tell you, you know, we've been doing this for a long time because we love doing what we do. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, even after all of these years, we are actually still having fun doing it. Right. And, you know, so, so we don't plan to retire anytime soon because we love doing it. You know, and there's probably not a group in, in the music business that has as much history as we have, you know, our, our history dates back to the, to the Second World War, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, a group of guys known as the Georgia Clodhoppers actually went to Oak Ridge, Tennessee and, and, and entertained the people there who were working on the development of the atomic bomb. And they, they became known as the Oak Ridge, you know, uh, quartet back then. And, and they continued singing to the middle 50s and, and then was the group was disbanded and reorganized as the Oak Ridge Boys. William Lee Golden, the guy in our group with the long beard, he, he joined in 65. Wayne Allen, our lead singer, in 66. I came in 72, as I said a minute ago. And Joe Bottle in 73. So, you know, our history is something that's also very, very important to us. I was going to say, I think you guys have more energy than I do. And I was born in 82, so kudos to you guys. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 still a kid, <laughs> <laughs> but there really is a connection between country music and Christmas. I I see that a lot, and I don't know, you know, for me, just in in our house, it was you know on when you know helping make cookies with mom or you know putting up the Christmas tree. We always just kind of had that connection to to country music. So, what are some of your memories of Christmas music growing up? Well, well, you know, I, you know, Christmas music means a lot to all of the Oak Ridge Boys, including me personally. You know, and Christmas music, you know, played an important role in my life. You know, at an early age. You know, I, I, when I was just a young boy, you know, I, I got together with the, with the youth group in my church, and every Christmas Eve, we would go out and we would sing Christmas carols to to people in hospitals. Uh, 
people who were shut in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's something that started at an early age. Later on, when I went to college in Trenton, New Jersey, I was studying music there. We had a group called the Carolers, and to get into the group, you had to be studying music and you had to be a voice major. And so I sang this caroling group in college, and we would go from dormitory to dormitory and sing Christmas music to the other students. And even and back then, you know, Christmas music made a real impression on me. So now that the Oakwood Boys are doing a Christmas tour, and we we now have eight Christmas albums out, you know, Christmas music, you know, has carried over into our adult life. And Christmas music means a lot to all of us. It really does. That's why we do this Christmas tour every year. It's Christmas all year round for you. <laughs> well, I don't know about all year long, but quite a bit, it really is. But hey, you know what? In all honesty, I mean, with the way things are going in the world, it's not bad to have that kind of a positive. Hey, you know what? Every day is Christmas. That's a good thing. I'll take it. That's a good thing, you know. <laughs> you know, I know there's a lot of baseball teams that have Christmas in July and Santa Claus yeah. comes to the ballpark. So, you know, I guess it, it, maybe it's not a bad thing. <laughs> not at all. And, and you guys are guaranteeing a down-home Christmas. Well, you know, we, we <laughs> just now released our latest Christmas CD. It's called Down Home Christmas. You know, it's produced by Dave Cobb. You know, and if you know or anyone knows anything about the music scene here in Nashville right now, you know, Dave Cobb is very hot. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's very much in demand. And he produces, uh, you know, all the Chris Stapleton stuff. He does a lot of the younger artists happening in town. And, you know, he, he has a rapport with a lot of the young songwriters here in Nashville. And they, some of these young guys who are writing hits for like Luke Bryan and some of the major country artists, they wrote some brand new Christmas songs just especially for the Oak Ridge Boys and for our new album. And we recorded these with David Cobb, Dave Cobb, you know, he's a master of taking the old and marrying it with the new. In this case, he took new songs and, and married it, made them very Christmassy and, and made them almost retro in a lot of ways. But it turned out very well and we're very you know happy with it and it's called Down Home Christmas. And it's available now. And I should ask then, do you have a favorite Christmas song from either growing up or, or even today? Oh, I don't know. You know, I, I love Christmas music in general. If you force me to, to pick one Christmas song that I, that I really love, I'd probably have to say Oh Holy Night. That, that mm-hmm. embodies, for me personally, what Christmas is really all about, you know, and why we celebrate Christmas to begin with. You know, that's, of course, the birth of Jesus. So I would say that that song probably sticks out, you know, to me personally. What are some of your traditions, aside from the Christmas tours we've talked about? What are some of the Christmas traditions that you look forward to every year? Well, I think the the primary thing, and I think I touched on it earlier, I think the primary thing is spending time with the family at home. You know, opening presents on Christmas morning around the tree and all that. That's all great. But the most important thing is to be with your family. Be with the people that you love. And now, for me personally, it's not just my immediate family, but it's my kids, it's my grandkids, and I have to admit that now it's even my great-grandkids. <laughs> you know, so, so I think spending time with the family is probably the ultimate thing, the most important thing for me personally at Christmas time. Is there one thing that always happens? Like, is there maybe, do you all maybe watch the same movie every year? Do you have the same food? Is there a treat that you like? Well, you know, I think, you know, my family's kind of like me, you know. We, we we love Christmas music, and we we put on we listen to every Christmas song that there is, you know, during 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 
we, we spend time fellowshipping with each other, but it always involves listening to Christmas music because everyone, including myself, we just love Christmas music. Right. I should let the cat out of the bag for everybody. We're actually talking on Halloween. Let's be honest, Richard. Okay, it's Halloween today, everybody. <laughs> it truly is. It, it really is. You're absolutely right. About <laughs> That's some of that radio fakery that we like to do in broadcasting. Uh, but uh, I know that uh, all the information about the, the tour and the album is on the band's website, right? Anything that you want to know about the Oak Ridge Boys <laughs> is, is on oakridgeboys.com. It's all one word. You can find out what we're doing. You know, you, you can you can find out where our Christmas tour is taking us this year. You know, uh, you can find out how to buy the new Christmas album, Down Home Christmas, and you can find out you know uh, our plans for next year. You know, we we have some we have still have some irons in the fire. We have we're, we're planning a great year next year. You know, we we plan to do 150 dates on the road. <laughs> we're going to do another album with Dave Cobb next year. So so we have some irons in the fire. You can find out all about that at oakridgeboys.com and you heard it here they're not retiring everybody so uh lots of good things to come yeah we are no we are not <laughs> retiring <laughs> all right well i'll say happy halloween and merry christmas to you uh, richard sturbert from the oakridge boys thanks for joining us today <laughs> thank you jeremy it's been my pleasure it's never too early to start thinking about your next holiday have you checked out mexico recently from tequila tasting swimming with horses to ziplining through the jungle and watching whales and dolphins in their natural habitat, Puerto Vallarta has it all. Visit Mexico.jbonair.com to see all the fun PV has to offer. That's at Mexico.jbonair.com for hundreds of photos, interviews, and videos from around the tourist hotspot. Check out Mexico.jbonair.com for all the fun. That's Mexico.jbonair.com. Ever had something to get off your chest but never had the balls to say it? That's a load of crap. Speak Free with JB.com is exactly what you've been waiting for. Your chance to tell it like it is and not care what anybody else thinks. Have your say on issues of the day. Join newspaper and radio columnist Jeremy Bradley as he tells it like it is. Hundreds of thousands of people have stopped by, including some well-known celebrities who have had a chat with JB and speak candidly about what's really going on in the world. You can join them too. Have a rant or rave. Be brave and head on over to www.speakfreewithjb.com now. We hear you chirping. Get scribbling. Tweet up the scribble at the Scribble Show. Join the discussion with Jeremy Bradley. It's all going down right now on Twitter at the Scribble Show and at thescribbleshow.com. Uh, Jeremy Bradley here. Yes, on the Twitter. Thanks for tuning in today. We have some really uh, fun interviews coming up on the show in the next couple of weeks. And I was just told a few moments ago, if you're listening closely to that Oak Ridge Boys interview, you heard that we actually taped it on Halloween. And so I had about 10 minutes to kill while that was playing. And I was told that we actually played the wrong interview on the show this week. Michael Fishman from the Connors, you know him, uh, that, the Connors, formerly Roseanne. Well, we taped an interview uh, a couple of days ago. And that was supposed to air on the podcast uh, this week. And we, fortunately, 
we put in the wrong clip. Uh, no, we, we had the wrong um, interview in the lineup. So we will have Michael Fishman, I believe, next week. And then we're talking about Christmas music again with Chantal Kremiazic. She is a fellow Winnipegger who also has new Christmas music out and is going on a Christmas tour. So Chantal is going to be uh, telling us about that. I got a sneak peek of her album. This is, this is very funny. She is uh, from Winnipeg originally. She's got a house in Toronto, a house in Los Angeles with her, um, with her husband, Rain Maida. And, and uh, they have a studio in, in Los Angeles. So we were actually texting back and forth. I was in Palm Springs last weekend. Let me do some name drop in there. Shout out to all the people that I met at the uh, Pride Festival there. Now, uh, I was at the airport and we, uh, Chantal and I were texting and uh, she's like, oh, I've got some new music out. And I said, great, let's talk about it on the radio. And so then she sent me the uh, audio, the files, the audio, the Dropbox file. And I said, perfect, I'll listen to the Christmas music on the plane. And then we'll talk about it when I'm back at home base and we can record an interview. And so she said, great, that'd be perfect. I was, and I'm not just blowing smoke up her ass here. I really enjoyed it. I was like rocking out to Christmas music on the airplane at the beginning of November. And I didn't care, and it really did put me in the season. And the irony being that I'm in the desert. She's in Los Angeles where it was, you know, sweltering heat and everything. And, uh, you know, we're both from Winnipeg, though, which is arguably one of the coldest cities in southern Canada. And uh, so th- so there we are. We're, you know, we're coordinating a, a Christmas thing about Winnipeg while we're both in California. So, so we did tape that the other day, and uh, we'll get that on the show in the next week or so. So lots to look forward to, at least for the Christmas season. And uh, if there's anything that you would like to share about your listening experience on the podcast, you can send me an email. The address is live at jbonair.com. That's live at jbonair.com. Tell me when you start Christmas shopping, by the way. You know, we're talking about all these, you know, Christmas memories and things like that. That's always the biggest question. One, are you a regifter? And two, when do you start your Christmas shopping? And, and are you, is your family going the way that mine is, which is as we get older, we forego the gifts and, you know, we say that we'll like donate to something or whatever, and then we just get together and have a good time. What do you do? I'd love to hear your stories. Live at jbonair.com. Live at jbonair.com. That is it for me. Oh, they're saying subscribe. Christ. All right. Remember, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. This is, you know, what are we in now? Episode 247. So... Uh, going at about 30 minutes each, you've got several weeks of listening to do on the podcast. My name is Jeremy Bradley. I will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for joining us on The Scribble. Bye-bye, everybody. Want more Scribble? Check out thescribbleshow.com for past shows, celebrity interviews, cheapskate tips, and more. That's at thescribbleshow.com and on Twitter at The Scribble Show. The Scribble is a speak-free media presentation. If you want some real heat, give your mind.